Hey guys, I bring to you the news from Monday, September 14th to Sunday, September 20th. Same-sex marriages were considered to be against moral and constitutional values by the center in the statement which opposed recognition of same-sex marriages, citing that the 2018 ruling by the Supreme Court on Section 377 of the Indian Penal Code merely decriminalizes homosexual marriages but does not lay out any provision for the recognition of those marriages by the state or by the law. Next, we've had protests by the medical health workers for the negligence of the government and the non-payment of the dues. Similarly, the teachers of the Delhi University have been protesting against the non-payment of the salaries. BJP themselves have been protesting against the slum removal, which was ordered by the Supreme Court in August for the removal of slums and garbage alongside the railway tracks in Delhi. On the migrants issue, the Labour Ministry informed that no restitution can be provided to the migrants because they possess no data on the migrants. This is very surprising considering we have had an 11 lakh page charge sheet filed on Umar Khaled and every private part of Sushant Singh Rajput's life scrutinized and found out from the depth of nowhere. Farmers have been protesting uh, and the Bharat Kisan Union has said against the ordinances that have been passed by the government that the one nation one market would impose company rule and further ensure that the farmers do not get the minimum support price. The opposition states that this violates the federal structure of the country because agriculture comes under the state's responsibilities and mandis have always helped in keeping a check and balance system on the agricultural sector. To this, the Modi government has replied that the minimum support price would be here to stay and so would be the mandis. The new ordinances, the new acts would simply provide more avenues for the farmers to sell the produce. On Wednesday, the National Security Advisor Ajit Doval walked out of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization meeting after a fictitious map was displayed uh, claiming Indian territories by his Pakistani counterpart. Ajit Doval stated that this is in violation of the Shanghai Cooperation Charter and hence his decision to quit the meeting. The Telangana government opposed the Electricity Amendment Act which takes a matter of electricity from the state government's hands to the centers. The Telangana government says that this is a method for the backdoor entry of private firms into the electricity sector and this will hamper the farmers' well-beings because government used to give 10,000 crore subsidy in electricity to farmers for their agricultural operations. The World Trade Organization accused United States of America of unfair tariffs being imposed on $250 billion worth of Chinese goods. They state that this is against the internationally agreed norms and regulations that have been prevalent under international law. United States of America hit back saying that this is in violation of the WTO charter itself because China has been involved in various malpractices. Next, we've had the Directorate of Telecommunications seeking legal review based on adjusted gross revenue ruling because there has been a lot of confusion whether the 10% that has to be paid by FY21 is to be paid on the whole amount or the 10% of the leftover amount after some of the dues that have been paid is to be further paid by FY21. The telecommunication companies have been urging the Directorate of Telecommunications to accept global 5G standards because specific ones for India would drive up the price for 5G in India and would lead to interoperability issues. On the issue of migrants, further it was found out that under the Migrant Protection Act, five or more migrants need to be registered if they are working for any company or factory. 
but it was found out that in Delhi and Patna, zero migrants were registered last year. In Kochi, the highest number of migrants were registered, and last year only 30,000 migrants were registered. No wonder this country does not have any kind of information on what has happened and what effects of COVID has been there on the migrants. Next, on Thursday, 97 deaths were reported after the government tallied records with the state police on the Shramik trains which were there for trying to get the migrants home. Earlier, the government had denied records of any deaths on board the Shramik trains. On the issue of stubble burning, there has been a new technology created, which creates the stubble into manure. The capsules have be have to be added into water and then sprayed onto the stubble for decomposition, which will largely help stubble not be the major cause of pollution, which has always plagued Delhi, UP, and Haryana. Next up on the issue of federalism, India has always dealt with three types of nationalism: ethno-religious, linguistic. and self-governing states but uh self-governing states working in tandem with the center has been proven to be most effective because the first two models have failed as the first ethno-religious one gave rise to inter-ethnic violence and the linguistic federalism and nationalism gave way to creation of states like andhra pradesh for telugu speakers hence we need to make sure that the federalism of this country is intact because it is the basic ingredient that has kept the nation together and we should not lose this value of federalism next upon the limitations that have been imposed on press in the recent case on former advocate general of the state of andhra pradesh uh, the supreme court passed a blanket order on stay on the media coverage this is wrong because public scrutiny and the right to know for the public is really important but also the supreme court has precedents when it comes to blanket orders on media coverage when they uh, fear defamation for example in the sahara versus sebi case of 2012 but one has to realize that if one media publication is to be sued for defamation or for illegal conduct sc should not be passing omnibus orders on public coverage because that undermines the powers and the credibility of the press Next up on the issue of Israel, Abraham Accords normalized the relations between UAE and Bahrain with Israel, which was signed. The Sunni ruled kingdoms have been normalizing with Israel, but non-Arab Muslim countries like Turkey and Iran are now supporting Palestine cause. The Palestinian cause was under the Arab Peace Initiative of 2002, and the main thing with this Abraham Accords is that Bahrain. and UAE were never in conflict with Israel like Jordan and Egypt who themselves signed peace treaties in 1979 and 1994 respectively one has to understand that no sign of peace uh, will be there until palestinian statehood is talked about which is the main cause of concern and conflicts and constant bombings in both Israel and Palestine Saudi Arabia has indirectly given the nod to UAE and Bahrain normalizing ties with Israel because now Riyadh has allowed the passing of flights from Israel to UAE over its airspace. Next on the line of actual control uh Xi Jinping has been using the People's Liberation Army as a sword which has been trying to destabilize the region of the borders. The five finger strategy of Mao of having Andhra Pradesh, Bhutan, Nepal, Sikkim and Ladakh 
uh, under the rule of China has been destabilizing South Asia since decades now. And even the pro-government newspaper of Beijing has asked people to be ready for a war with neighbors without mentioning India. Hence, India needs to be on high alert and the international community needs to recognize the threat that China has been posing over the sovereignty of its neighbor. Engineering Material Arrest System EMAS, which has been known to stop planes from overshooting airways, has been known to airport authorities of India since 2008 but not yet deployed. Hence, the Supreme Court has asked a plea from the Director General of Civil Aviation over this shortcoming and they further stated that this could have avoided the casualties that were prevalent in the Cozy Code and Calicut accidents. Next up, a Chinese loan has caused a stir in the parliament because the opposition has claimed double standards by the ruling party since they have banned every Chinese app from the Play Store but still they are taking loan from Chinese companies. Furthermore, in the week it was confirmed that China has their tabs and has been secretly spying on almost all people of importance of India including the Prime Minister himself. The Banking Act has been passed in the Parliament which brings a host of cooperative banks under the Reserve Bank of India. Nirmala Sitaraman says that this has been done to strengthen them against the financial stresses that has been caused by the coronavirus lockdown. Next up, on Saturday, in Uttar Pradesh reports show that only 10% of the allotted 16,000 crore was further given to the minority heavy constituencies and those with more than 25% Muslim population, which goes against the narrative which says that the UP government has been equal when it comes to distributing funds or treating their people. In the Shopian uh, in, in activity, the army has acknowledged that the troops went beyond the code of conduct and have misused the powers of the AFSPA and the army has ensured that an investigation will continue in, continue in the Shopian matter and the f- uh, people who have been found guilty will be punished adequately. Next up regarding animal cruelty, various NGOs are seeking an improvement to the current laws protecting animals. This is because the worst punishment is a fine of rupees 50 for everything ranging from illegal capture, poaching to mutilation of their genitals. Hence, there is a need for animal laws and prevention of cruelty laws against animals to be strengthened so that such acts are not committed in the future. The main issue for the week has been the farmer bills. The three farmer bills, the first being the farmers produce trade and commerce promotion and facilitation bill. The second being the farmers empowerment and protection agreement of price assurance and farm services bill 2020 and third the essential commodities amendment bill 2020. These three bills have been in the forefront of all debate. Uh, Since agriculture and markets are state subjects entry 14 and 28 respectively in list 2, the ordinances are being seen as a direct encroachment upon the functions of the states and against the spirit of cooperative federalism enshrined in the constitution. The center however argued that trade and commerce in food items is part of the concurrent list, thus giving it constitutional propriety. The first bill prohibits state governments from collecting market fee, cess or levy for trade outside the APMC market. The second price assurance bill, while offering protection to farmers against price exploitation, does not prescribe the mechanism for for price fixation that is to be done in the contracts between the farmers and the companies. Hence, there is an apprehension that the free hand given to private corporate houses for these contracts could lead to farmer exploitation. 
the essential commodities ordinance removes cereal pulses oil seeds edible oils onions and potatoes from the list of essential commodities the amendment will deregulate the production storage movement and distribution of these food commodities the central government is allowed regulation of supply during war famine extraordinary price rise and natural calamity and since none of these conditions are considered to be prevalent right now the punjab chief minister says that it would lead to exporters processors and traders hoarding farm produce during the harvest session when the prices are generally low and releasing it later when the price increases hence cutting in into the profits of the farmers these bills were very controversially passed on sunday in the monsoon session of the parliament there was a huge ruckus created in the rajya sabha when the opposition and the ruling party were involved in tussles microphones were destroyed people were standing on the chair the rajya sabha audio was muted and these bills were passed against and without a vote this was hailed as the death of democracy by the opposition leaders saying that there is no urgency to pass these bills and on whose orders is the rajya sabha working this indeed brings up some questions regarding why such a method was opted for passing these agricultural bills even if one person asks for a vote on these bills voting has to be there as per the rajya sabha rules and all of this seems to be against the spirit of democracy finally the insolvency and bankruptcy code has been passed which nirmala sitaraman our finance minister says would help protect the msmes which are the micro small and medium enterprises uh and also will help uh actually my bad they will not help msmes msmes are out of the ambit of ibc but it will help by not uh, it will help the bigger industries by not initiating any insolvency proceedings for a period of 6 months that's it for the week thank you for listening guys